do your job. Dad like it's your job. Do your job! With Chris Zito. Do your job. He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and, well, a dad. This is exciting. Our very first episode of Dad Like It's Your Job. Provide for your family and still be a part of your family. I know this can happen. And I know that if there are dads listening, any parent listening, really, your first reaction to that is, you know, of course, first and foremost, I have to provide for my family. Well, this podcast is all about sharing strategies so that you can be a part of your kid's life or be in your kid's life in a way that maybe you haven't been before now. We know what a struggle it is to try to make a living and still spend time with your kids. And we're never going to talk about work-life balance on this podcast. And not just because there's 80 gajillion podcasts out there about parenting and about being a dad that talk about work-life balance. The truth is, I don't believe in work-life balance. I just don't believe in it. I flip it around. I think of it as life-work balance. When you look at that phrase, work-life balance, it puts work first. It literally puts work first. That's insane. Because the truth is, if your work comes first... Your life will never be in balance. So we're going to talk about that stuff, and hopefully you'll get some good suggestions and strategies that you can implement into your own life that will help you to spend a little more time with your kids, literally spending more time with them. And we're going to be talking to dads. We're going to talk to famous dads, not-so-famous dads, single dads, dads of all stripes. We're going to talk to people that are experts on fatherhood. You know, I need that help. i got to lean on those people. But I want to start... By talking about something that I hear a lot of parents struggle with. And that is, whatever is happening with your kids, however they're treating you, do not take it personally. That's the main focus of this first episode. Don't take how your kids treat you personally. I mean, if you take how they treat you personally, you're going to be so depressed constantly. I mean, I'm not even talking about extreme cases where your 16-year-old daughter is like, I hate you, and she slams into her room. You know, some of us have experienced those kind of situations. Listen, I've raised boys and girls, and I have to say, when it comes to puberty, boys, a little bit easier. You know, my older son hit puberty, just got angry. He's still a little bit angry, uh, but at least I knew what I was going to get when he walked through the door. My daughter hit puberty. That was like living with Sybil. I don't know who was going to walk through the door after school. I'd be like, how was school today, honey? Oh, my God. You're my best friend, Luann. We're not friends anymore. She's still my boyfriend. She slams into her room. I do not wish to be disturbed. I literally heard that from her one day. And I'm banging on the door. Come out here this minute. We're going to talk this over. You can't talk to me that way. She comes out like nothing happened. What's for supper, daddy? Wow. I don't know what kind of drugs you have in your room but i think i could use them i need to calm down too the fact is that when they're when they're babies the stuff they do we don't take personally right when they're teething and they're keeping you up half the night you don't take that personally because it's just a phase well the truth is that little kid that used to run up to you when you first got home from work daddy 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 turns 13 and they don't even look up from their phone it's the same thing It's still just a face. Think of it as them still just cutting their teeth. So that's the point. Don't take it personally. You you can't take it personally if they don't have much to say to you. You know, I've also lived with teenage boys. You ever live with a teenage boy? That's like living with an oak tree sometimes. You know, how was school today? Good. How was lunch today? Good. 
How do you think you did on that math? Good. Okay, all right. Nice talk, buddy. Go on upstairs to your room and do God knows what. I have no idea what's happening in your life. All right, so these phases come and go. Everything is a phase. That's what I want you to take from this episode. Don't take it personally. Okay, let's get to our guest. We're going to chat with Steve Edwards. Steve Edwards is an author. He wrote a book called Breaking into the Backcountry. But that's not why I invited him on the pod, especially for this first one. I was looking at his book, and I was reading some other essays that he's written, some other articles. He's written a lot of articles for different blog sites and stuff. And he's written some fascinating stuff about how being a father (laughs) was lousy for his writing career, but was really good for his writing. And he just seemed like a, a devoted dad and... I just love that about him. And so I wanted to talk to him in this first pod about this idea of not taking anything personally. Here's my conversation with Steve Edwards. Steve Edwards, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be talking with you. You have a 13-year-old son. Yes. I've raised boys and girls. And one of the things I always say is that when puberty comes... The boys are easier because they're a little more predictable. Like my sons hit puberty and they got angry. And my daughters hit puberty. It was more like living with Sybil. You weren't sure who was going to come through the door at the end of school day. You know what I mean? They sort of turn on a dime. So you have the boy. How's he doing? Is he still like you? Has he turned on you yet? Well, he does like me. He likes to to make fun of me as the new development. I see. We we go for a family walk on our road uh, just down the block. Uh, is my mechanic, which is great. Oh, wow. Um, but when we walk by, the the owner of the shop gets on his uh, outdoor speaker and gives, me, and gives me hell. Pick up the pace, Steve. You're slacking. <laughs> and your kid yeah. loves that. Your son loves and he, that. And this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. And so every time we walk by, he was like, oh, he just starts, you know, hyped up that we're almost there. Right, right, right. I, I want to talk to you about those phases because this is what I was talking about earlier is this idea that you can't take anything personally with them because everything is a phase. Uh, as I mentioned, when they're young, when they're babies and they're teething and they're keeping you up half the night, you don't take that personally. And when they're 13 and they think it's hilarious when someone belittles you, it's also just a phase. You can't take it personally. It's not like, the you know what I mean? He's 13. That's right. Well, I'm I'm always thinking too about the sort of uh, the lesson that's in there for him, which is when he's uh, going to be in high school soon or even middle school, people are going to give him hell, and he has got to learn how to handle that with grace mm-hmm. um, and, and humor uh, if he's going to survive. <laughs> So what you're saying is, yeah, so you're saying like you're showing him that you can laugh at yourself and take a good ribbing and you're trying to set that example for him so he's not oversensitive. That's right. When am I not modeling uh, a behavior for him? You know, now sometimes if if he crosses the line in in, in taking me to task, (laughs) then we might have a different kind of conversation. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Does he call you dude? Does he ever call you dude? I went through that with my older son. My younger son is not a dude guy, but my older son would love to call everybody dude. And I had to stop him more than once. And I'd be like, it's dad. It's dad. And it's not dude. It's dad. And that's where I sort of set that boundary. Like, I'm not really, I'm glad we get along, but I'm not one of your buddies at school. Yeah. 
I mean, he went through a phase when he was a little younger of just wanting to call me Steve Edwards. <laughs> and I said, no, you, you call me dad. You're the only person in the world who gets to call me that. And right. Said, okay, Steve Edwards. So it would call you Steve Edwards, not Steve. Yeah. Steve Edwards, oh, your full name. That's yes. weird. My younger one oh, went he's through. Weird. So I mean, there's that. Too. He's a he's weird, weird kid. Yeah, I get it. They're all weird. They are. They are all weird. My younger, yes. my younger son, when he was about four, went through a phase where he called everybody Bob, including me. Everybody. It was probably a good three or four months. He just called everybody Bob. Well, well this is the thing. I think about parent. I think they have to learn everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, when Tom Petty died, he loves Tom Petty, mm-hmm. and he died. And after that, every time he heard a new musician or met somebody new or, you know, heard about somebody, he would ask, are they dead? Oh, I, wow. I would show him a family album, you know, of people. Here's your aunt, Nancy. Um, is she dead? No, you just got a Christmas card from her. Yeah. Um, but it was like, and I realized, oh, okay. He doesn't know how the world works. Right. At all. And so, like, <laughs> somebody could be dead. Um, <laughs> wow, that's oh, wild. Sure. You know, my my wife uh, with the younger son, it's talking about phases. He would he has gone through several obsessive phases in his life to the point where I remember getting a call from my wife one day. She was getting him ready for school, and she's like, "I cannot get him to talk about anything but Harry Potter. It's all he talks about. I, I think there's something really, you know, I don't know if we need to be tested or what." And I laughed and I said. Um, are you forgetting last year when he wouldn't stop talking about Star Wars? The kid had four Star Wars encyclopedias. It was an obsession, and then he moved on to something else. And, you know, now he's 17, and it's all sort of evened out. You know what I mean? He's got different stuff that he loves. Yeah, yeah we've done Pokemon. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, as soon as he starts talking about it, ah. mine turns to mush. I just listen for the pause and say, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a, that's a hard thing. That's one of the things that I talk about in the talk, Dad, like it's your job, that our pod is named after, is meeting them where they are. You know, and I talk about this experience I had. My son spent about a year playing Dead Red Dead Redemption. Have you ever seen this video game? No. It's a first-person game, and you're a cowboy riding through the Old West. It's a story. you got to get your horse and get all these supplies, get your guns, whatever. And I was watching him play it for a while, and it was pretty cool. And I said, can I try it? And he gives me the controller, and I, and I get off my horse. I walk into this hotel, and I walk up to this innocent woman in the lobby, and I shoot her dead. Because I push the wrong button. And then I go upstairs and I break into a hotel. I shoot two other guys. I'm just pushing the wrong... And then I jump out the window onto my horse and I ride out of town with a bounty on my head. And I just give him the control back. It's all you, buddy. But, you know, he still laughs about that because at least... You know, I think he just felt like at least I took an interest in it and I gave I gave it yeah. a whirl. But I didn't know what I was doing, much like what you said with the Pokemon. It, I'm just trying to meet him where he is, whatever he's doing at that moment. Oh, I mean, if I try to play... A video game with him he it's just it's pitiful but we but we do have and and i and i hate this but but we do have video games of like monopoly and yahtzee and things that i can okay follow along with (laughs) old age right exactly well maybe you could teach him how to play asteroids steve if you could take him somewhere find an asteroids game somewhere you know well he for his nintendo switch there is atari games yeah you know you and i played right asteroids is one of them how about that and and he loves it um he thinks it's the weirdest thing because it's so 
low tech. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Just an outline. All right. So I wanted to ask you this uh, because I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I wanted to ask you about this one phase that is tough for a lot of young dads, a lot of new dads, a lot of toddlers go through this phase I want mommy. I just want mommy. Of course, they also go through a lot of them go through a phase. I want daddy. I want daddy. But for us, when they only want mommy, that can be a tough one. Did your kid go through that phase? No, no. Well, he had an undiagnosed gastro um, problem. Okay. As an oh my gosh, and that so had to be scary. Was, oh, it was terrible. And doctors didn't really believe us that something was wrong. They yeah. just thought well, he said babies cry. You're first time parents. Uh, yeah um, so so his first years were sort of marred by a lot of screaming crying uh, he was sick yeah he was sick uh. and so so he was screaming for both of us constantly <laughs> yeah he wanted something he wanted you guys to make it better that's so frustrating what a scary oh, thing yeah. i'm so glad that you were able to finally get a diagnosis and and get some good treatment holy cow well, yeah i mean um a, a, a gastro doctor listened to us and really saved us and, and gave him back to us. Right. So that was our, um, oh, boy. That, that was our journey. But, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, so, so we never really had a favorite between us. Mm-hmm. He was just constantly in need. Yeah. Which I'm still recovering from, even though he's moved on now at 13. You feel I like you're, 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 you're surprised he doesn't need you as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm still awake at three in the morning now <sighs> And you know, listening for no kidding, be a problem. Yeah, you've got. It sounds like you got a little PTSD from all that yeah, suffering that he. Uh, and that, the, yeah, that's not surprising because it's your kid. It's a that's a scary thing, man. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, uh, it really did change my circadian rhythms and everything else mm-hmm. because it was like you're flooded with those tr- fight or flight response sort of hormones. Right. Yeah. And it's like okay. I am hypervigilant now. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing that you mentioned the fight or flight. When it comes to your kid, it's really just fight or fight. You know, I mean, exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can't really fly. Yeah, you can't go away. <laughs> that's part of the, that's one of the things you realize about 10 seconds into becoming a father. Oh, wow. It's like that old Louis C.K. joke when he got married and he said, oh, geez, I can't leave. And then they had a kid and he was like, oh, that's right. I could have left. <laughs> I remember the thing he said where, you put your kid in the back seat yeah. and you walk around to the front seat and that's your me time. <laughs> <laughs> you get to savor, savor every moment. Savor that. All right. Well, listen, I two things before I let you go. One, I want to know if you have a favorite dad joke that you torture your kids with or something that you always say to them that makes them roll his eyes. It sounds like he's, a, he's rolling his eyes at you a lot these days. There's so many. Um, <laughs> any sort of pun he loves. Mm-hmm. But my favorite one to tell him is about the two muffins that were in the oven. Okay. And the one muffin said, um, is it getting hot in here? <laughs> and the other one said, oh, my God, a talking muffin. <laughs> you know what, Steve? That's a really good joke. I'm telling you, that's not like your average dad joke. That's a great joke. I wow. where I heard it. It's, you know. That reminds me of a joke that my older daughter, my firstborn, uh, made up when she was like five years old, and I still remember it because it was a really good joke. She said, Daddy, why did the why does a loaf of bread dance on your head? And I thought, wow, that's weird. Why, honey? Why does a loaf of bread dance on my head? She said, to get your attention. 
I was like, wow, that's that's really a weird joke for a five-year-old kid. Well, listen, uh, Steve Edwards, I love that you are on our inaugural pod here. This is our pilot for this thing. And I want to give you the opportunity to let people know how they can find you, how they can get, how they can read your stuff. How, how do we do that? Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter as my main social media. Okay. And it's, and it's at the big quiet with an underscore between each word. So the underscore big underscore quiet. That's me on Twitter. And my book um, is on Amazon. It's called Breaking into the Backcountry. And at 26, I went and lived alone in a wilderness cabin in Oregon. Wow. I served as a caretaker for seven months. And so lived alone with the bears and mountain lions. And <laughs> Wow. That was nothing compared to fatherhood. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. It's the scariest thing. Breaking into the back country. All right. Steve Edwards at the underscore big underscore quiet on Twitter. And be sure to go to Amazon and grab that book, Breaking into the Back Country. Sounds amazing. Steve Edwards, thanks for doing this. Thanks so much. There you go. That's Steve Edwards, author. Father, dad, and this 13-year-old kid. Wow, that's amazing conversation. I don't know how typical that conversation is going to be because this is our first one. Like I said, we're going to have some fathering experts on. I've got some comedian buddies of mine that are fathers in different situations. Single dads, married dads, all kinds of dads. But we hope that you'll join us. Uh, we're going to drop this once a week. Dad, like it's your job on the iHeartRadio app. Find it on the iHeartRadio app. Dad, like it's your job. Please subscribe, like the episode, uh, write us a review. That helps too. You know, I really need this job. I have children to feed. Obviously, you can tell by the name of the podcast, I am a dad and I need to feed those poor children. They need a roof over their head. They need clothes. I mean, they eat every single day. I always say the most expensive collection any parent has that has no resale value, empty grocery bags. That's right. We've got paper bags now. We're back to the paper bags. We've got a pile of them in the broom closet in the kitchen. All right, there you have it. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much. That's Dad Like It's Your Job. Subscribe, like, leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Tell your pals.